can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. What's going to happen to the intro? Is it going to be record? And I'm Matthew, the co-host. <laughs> Remember, I think Joe says, "Why don't we remake I'm the it?" Host Joanna, and then I say, "I'm the co-host." Now I get to be the host. <laughs> yeah. and you're the co-host. On that note, Matthew, mm. welcome back to Beauty IQ. We've missed you. Hey, Hannah, I feel pretty incredible being here. I'm the talent here now. I know. Do you know? I was reflecting when I was in Byron. I think, and we were doing our end of year episode 2021. Do you remember? It was a Would You oh, Rather. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was so funny. I'm yeah. gonna go back and listen to it. Those are the good old days. We went rogue all the time. Yeah, big time. <laughs> and I really feel like I think it's really nice that you and Joe said I could be the co-host while Joe's. Oh, Away. But I think it's really important that we explain who I am. I, oh, I, I yes. really don't think it's New likely listeners. that people are going to know who I am. No, I think even old listeners. I like, think they'll remember. Nah, nah. So, I reckon maybe there's, I'm going to guess, 2% maybe Tell listeners. us about yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Matthew Tankard. I used to be the editor and then the producer of Beauty IQ. And for the last year and a half, I've been at Australian True Crime, which is a big change of gears yeah. for podcasts. But now you've got producer Kiara. Who's the editor now? Keisha. Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Hi, Keisha. <laughs> Keisha, you and I are kindred spirits. <laughs> I was doing the exact same thing. I was listening to Beauty IQ yesterday just to sort of like get in the mood for this. Yeah. And I remember hearing, well, just hearing yours and Joe's voices on the podcast really brought me back to just like what I was doing constantly for constantly like a year and a half. listening to your us. voices. Yeah. So yeah. we actually, Matthew, we found on a Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was marketplace bias. <laughs> <laughs> so we found him and he was amazing. And then it sort of went from editor to you ended up on full time. Ended up being full time thanks to you. And you were a real mover yeah. and shaker. <laughs> and then you really were on the podcast quite a bit. And I remember we had some hilarious, can we link in the episode notes that would you rather? It was so funny. You can go get a taster. But I wanted to know, so you actually hosted Mr. Beauty IQ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did like a special, it was like a four part. It was longer. Yeah. Me and my friend, Eddie Gates. Yeah. <laughs> we're Mr. We both Beauty worked IQ. at Adore at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie was doing I video. Think, like, casual video editing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe to, I, I guess it got mixed reviews, I'd say. Did it? I'd say so. Who gave it mixed reviews? Well, all I remember is at the end of, it was like our last episode. Yeah. And we are posting to the stories on Instagram. Yeah. And it was like a poll. And both of the answers were nice, but you could tell one of them was like the slightly less nice one. Because it was like, who's sad? Matt and Eddie are stopping Mr. (laughs) Video IQ. And one of them was like, me. And then one of them was just like, oh, yeah. And everyone was just kind of like, oh, yeah. (laughs) At least they voted, oh, yeah. Yeah, but. There was nothing else to vote. It was okay. rigged. All right. Yeah, totally rigged. I wouldn't take that as a reason. I thought I read some reviews and people thought it was really good. You wow. guys are hilarious together. Wow, thank you. Yeah. So you did Mr. Beauty IQ all about men's skincare. Yeah. Have you kept up your skincare routine since leaving a door? 
truthfully, when we were doing Mr. Beauty IQ, they gave us, you know, we got all of like these like really high tech, good products. I love how you call skincare products high tech. <laughs> that, that we don't work in like technology yeah, and audio where this is in Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> beauty, high tech beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I, were the brands? La Roche Posay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if that's high tech. Okay. What, what about the, like, what's what's the one that's like the SkinCeuticals? Um, well, the one that's like the three hundred buck C vitamin C. C. For all yeah, C. For all it's not. One. It's not quite three hundred. What is it like? Two thirty. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> similar vibes. <laughs> we were given a Dyson Supersonic. Wow. Yeah. So which that we still use. We. What were you doing, blow drying your fringe with that? Like, how does that work? Truthfully, what we were doing, because Eddie and I still live together, we, yeah. we've upgraded oh to God. having a dryer, but sometimes we you would dry use, your clothes yeah. with the Dyson. <laughs> yeah. Love that. That is so typical. <laughs> so, anyway, we were supposed to go. That is like high a, tech. Yeah, that's high Dyson tech. That's literally high tech. High tech. Yeah, that's you were right tech. on that one. Yeah. Well, we were supposed to be on like an almost, not exactly, but like an almost like an eight step skincare routine. Like, we were going hard at hard. it for those four weeks. So, I haven't kept that up. The only thing that's like super consistent for me that I've taken from that is I cleanse sunscreen and sunscreen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And also mm-hmm. I will sometimes use, which will be my product. We didn't know we needed. So maybe well, do you want to hold? Okay. Maybe, yeah. Let's, let's use that as a Sorry. cliffhanger. We're going to leave that. But do you want to ask me what's on today's episode or do you want me to ask you? No, I would be so happy to ask you. Okay. Hannah, what's on today's so, episode? So on today's episode, I'm doing a little update on my, I did a contact lens cringy not long ago. We've had some, you know, people send in their feedback back about laser eye surgery. So I'm going to give you an update on my laser eye surgery. Then we are chatting to Dr. Catherine on eye serums and of course the products we didn't know we needed, which Matthew's already half spoiled. But Viviology, but what is <laughs> it? Viviology, but what is it? Matthew, don't know if you listened to this episode. You said you've gone back and listened to a few, but I spoke about contact lenses in one of the episodes and how hard they are and how sick of them I am. And I don't wear glasses, so I'm always wearing contact lenses. In that episode, we actually had some people write into the Facebook group about laser eye surgery and people were very positive. So someone said, I had LASIK three, is it LASIK? Yeah, I think so. LASIK three years ago, and it was the best thing I ever did. I was super nervous like you, but the whole procedure was minimal pain. The most painful part was the numbing eye drops they put in beforehand. Now, she's written quite a long response. Someone else said, hey, Hannah, I had laser eye surgery about seven years ago now. It was the best decision made and the best money I've ever spent. I was extremely nervous, but they give you Valium beforehand. The other person said that the entire surgery goes for about 10 minutes and you don't feel a thing. All I remember was having to look at a red dot. And someone else said I had LASIK plus, which is bladeless. Oh, I don't want to know that there's a blade. (sighs) (sighs) This person had it done a year ago. My whole family had it done, including my mum, which was about 10 years ago. No one had any problems and complications. It was the best thing I've ever done. The procedure was uncomfortable, but not painful. Afterwards, it stung like hell for four hours. After the four hours were up, that was it. Never felt a thing afterward. So many. Just listen to this app. It was so good to hear the contacts chat. I'm negative 7.5 and totally get it. I'd like to do it someday, but it's very scary to do such a permanent thing. So lots of people writing in about laser eye surgery. So I went and got a consult. Is there danger? (laughs) No. There's no danger. It's actually not at all. The danger is if you get an infection and you don't go back and tell them I've got an infection. Mm. So that's like the 
from my understanding, the biggest danger. So I booked in for the consult thinking, because it was free, it's like an hour and a half free consult. I was like, let's go listen to what it's all about. So you basically go in and they do a whole heap of tests. Like, I don't know if you've ever had your eyes checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only recently started doing it. Have you had the puff where they do the puff of air? Uh Hate it. She said everyone hates this. They only have to do that once. So you do the puff test. They check like how bad your eyes are. They put in some dilating drops. So they, they do all these different tests and then they sit you down. Mine, they had to, after all the tests were done, they went and spoke to the doctor to make sure that I was a candidate, which I was. And basically, definitely the technology is better than it used to be. Because mm. she said now the laser moves like a thousand times a second. I don't know, something crazy. You know, like the laser moves with your eye. Yeah, but didn't someone say there's a razor involved? <laughs> So what about the razor? razor I don't care about the laser. What's happening with the razor? So the the blade, I don't know where that comes from. (laughs) It's robotic though. I know Mm. that it's kind of robotic now. Apparently they give you this medication to Mm. relax you, but they don't wait the full time to like, because they don't want you to fall asleep. Okay. Because if you fall asleep, your eyes go in the back of your head. Did you know that when you sleep? Okay. So when you sleep, your eye goes like back. Really? <laughs> like that. Yeah. And if that happens, the laser can't find your eye because it's in the back of your head. So that's bad. So they don't wait until you're fully, fully relaxed. I think they wait 15 minutes. Yeah, okay. But the medication probably takes 30 minutes. So you're not, you're a little bit, little bit relaxed. So I actually said, can you write on my form that I want to be really relaxed? So they might like wait go a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, they took me through what was going to happen on the day. They take you into a room after to chat about costs and this and that. And it was like an impulse purchase. You bought it. <laughs> See, that's what they do. They do the free <laughs> consult and then they put the hard sell on you. They didn't put the hard sell they on me. They tell you nothing about I was the blade. <laughs> I was just like, I just was like, if I don't do it now, like I really have to do this. Like mm. I really want to do this. Contact lenses are costing me a lot and I'm finding that I'm just sick of it. Well, not to rehash that conversation too much, but what aren't you liking about contacts? The little dried contact lenses everywhere. The Mm. fact that when I wake up in the morning, I can't see anything. Or when I wake Mm. up in the night, like I can't see anything to get to the toilet. I hate wearing glasses. Like I had to wear glasses for three days before my consult. And it was like, one of the hardest things I've done in a while. And I, the woman that I was doing the consult with, she said, people that wear contacts can't, like, it's so hard to go back to glasses because yeah. then you've got this, you feel like you're in a box, mm-hmm. like yep. a glass box. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, I tried wearing glasses for a bit because I fully need them. Like, big time. What are you, negative? Well, no, I don't know if, like, the camera can pick that up, but I have colobomas. What is that? I have, like, a big pupil compared ah. to my other pupil. It's, like, fully differently shaped. Yeah. So all that means is it gets more light in. But ah. it's different. I think it's called stigmatism. It's, like, what's ah. happening to my eyes. So it's okay. not. It's neither, like, far-sighted or near-sighted or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, everything is starting to kind of, like... You know, at like nighttime and you see street lights, there's like a big lines and stuff that come yeah. out of it. Yeah. It's kind of like that all the time. Oh. So I need glasses for that. But anyway, I tried getting glasses and- Hate wearing them. Hated it so much. Like, no. Can they do a lens? Some sort of contact lens? Well, now I don't want to. Oh, why? That's oh, what because, you're saying. Yeah. Well, no, my issue with the contact lenses is the cost, Yeah. firstly. And then the second thing is I always- forget that I've run out. So there'll be a few days when I've run out and then I've quickly ordered contacts. It's just a whole thing. 
It would mm. be easier just to see, honestly. Yeah. Like that would just be oh, a lot of course. Easier. Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> <laughs> a lot easier. Like just, it's not too much to ask. Just is to it? be able to see would yeah. be nice. And mm. negative six, the problem is that if you wait way too long, it gets to a point where they said, my mum's now too old to get it done. She has to wait for cataract surgery. It's irreversible. No, as in like once you get to a certain age, they just wait until cataract surgery uh-huh. from my understanding because there's no point. I don't know. Mm. So you can't wait forever to get yeah, it done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought I want to get the most out of it and I want to get like the most amount of years out of it. Mm. I picked up on maybe they laser off the surface of the eye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I was like not paying attention, but I think they like laser off part of the eye. Mm-hmm. Well, what they else? They're doing. But what, what else would they be doing? <laughs> I have no idea. How long is the surgery? Ten minutes. It's so short. Really and short. And your eyes are open for the whole time. They open them up and cl- I think clamp them open. You Barbaric. Have, you have. I know. You have eye drops. You <laughs> no. They put numbing eye drops. And apparently you have to look at some light and that's the laser. I don't know what it's doing, but it's doing something, some sort of laser on the eye. So I'd found a week where I didn't have much on. So I like impulse purchased, booked it in. It's actually straight after we're recording one day because then I've got a week until our next recording. And then what, you're going to come in the next time with like all these padded things on your eyes the whole time? So you come home, my mum is going to pick me up and then you come home and then you basically have to take like a week Mm. and you have to wear goggles. So maybe I can like give you a little bit of an update throughout that happening. Yeah, yeah I'd love that. The next can, can week, we, can we make that a filming? About week? yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll film it. But it's like yeah. goggles, and you have to sleep with the goggles on. Apparently, they give you medication, and you just kind of sleep because it's quite painful, yeah, as you can yeah. imagine. So I've booked it in. How life changing is that going to be? It's I can't even imagine. Have you been wearing glasses since you were a kid? I have been wearing contact lenses. I've had to write it down for almost 20 years now. This year is 20 years. My mum used to have to put them in for me. She put monthlies in, which I've spoken about, because I couldn't put them in for years. So 20 years, it's been a long time coming. Time to wrap it up. Can you give me a ballpark as to how much this kind of surgery costs? This one's around five grand. Yeah, yeah. So I think they say it's about, I had did a lot of research online. It was like two to 3,000 per eye. If you've got less bad, no, if you've got better eyesight than me, less bad, it'll be cheaper. Oh, uh, so yeah, it just well, all depends on how bad your eyes are. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I would only need one then, maybe if I was going to do that. Yes, because my right eye is fine. Yes, so it is new. So you'd be half price. Yeah, <laughs> they do it per eye. Wow, they must be these laser deal. clinics must be raking it in. Oh, it takes like God. ten minutes. I mean, it was a beautiful surgery that I went to. Like, I'm sure it costs a lot to run, but it's not like. You know, eight-hour surgery. Yeah, fully. It's ten minutes. They're just <laughs> blasting minutes. something. Apparently, eye. it's like they have people booked in as well, like before lunch and after lunch. There's like groups of people. Oh, wow. It sounds like it's one of those things where it's like a car mechanic where no one knows how much something costs. So they can fully take advantage. It's like a it's like car mechanic. Ten-minute surgery is probably easy as. It's probably just blasting. It's, some, ro- it's like, a robotic laser. It's so. It's, yeah, they so they're not even doing it. The doctor doesn't even do it. <laughs> I'm being me. I'm sure they do. I nah, just think nah, that, <laughs> the technology Bullshit. has improved a lot. So I think now's the time that I'm glad that I'm doing it mm. because it's ch- a lot cheaper, I think, than 10 years ago. And the technology is way better. They said to me, like, the technology is so much better now that laser can follow your eye. Yeah. Apparently, before this laser, if your eye wasn't looking at that light specifically, like, 
I don't know. Like the, now <laughs> the laser blind. follows the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that, about stuff that seems high risk. It's not high risk from my understanding. But it sounds like it was maybe 10 years ago. And I think yeah. about the same thing with like, are you like a nervous flyer? I get that with, I think about how people we used to take planes in like the 1960s. Yes. yes. I'd be like, that like seems so risky. Like it, even in the 60s. Now it seems. Imagine flying when planes first started. Oh, being the Wright brothers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, anyway, congrats! Thanks. So, so when? How far off is that? Two weeks. Yeah. Huge. Two I'm weeks. Literally yet. Tuesday. Two weeks. Wow. Yeah. I'm so excited. Anyway, that's my update. Thanks everyone. The Facebook group because I read all your comments and I was like, nah, it's time, time to get this show on the road. So I really appreciate it, everyone, and I will keep you updated. So if you're thinking about getting it done, I'll give you an update. Hope nothing goes wrong. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> it sounds like you've gone through kind of some of the most painful operations you've got your tattoo removal you've got like your laser eye surgery actually i bet you the tattoo removal is worse than laser eye surgery i'll come back and we'll do a comparison but i 100 percent reckon that's more painful okay Today, dermatologist Dr. Catherine Armour from Bespoke Skin Technology joins us to talk about eye serums. You can find her on Instagram at Dr. Catherine Armour. Welcome to Beauty IQ Uncensored again. Thanks so much for having me, you two. It's a pleasure. So our first question is, do you think eye serums are a necessity or are they a nice to have? They 100% fall into the nice to have realm. Mm-hmm. I think, look, if people enjoy using an eye specific product, I always say you do you because a lot of people do enjoy that kind of luxury and self care. But in the vast majority of situations, you can use the day or the night product that you are using on the rest of your face in your eye area. You know, we're always told that this area is more delicate than the rest of our face. And look, that's true that it is, but we still have the same concerns in the eye area. We still need to make new collagen and Mm. treat textural and pigmentary issues. So really the same ingredients apply. Is there any products that would, like I know with my under eye, I do find, and I'm not ever sure which product it is, but it does sometimes feel a bit more sensitive. Do people find that, that some of their serums cause a bit of sensitivity under the eyes? Definitely. So I think the things to be a little bit cautious about or potentially to even dilute a little bit with your plain HA serum or with your plain moisturiser would be, you know, your retinoids. If Mm -hmm. you're using a really strong retinoid elsewhere on your face or high concentration AHAs or vitamin C. And honestly, I think vitamin C is probably the thing that I see causing the most irritation around the eye area. So those are things to use cautiously in that area. But Mm -hmm. sometimes just your dilution them down a little bit will allow you to tolerate that. And what are the main benefits of using an actual targeted eye cream, gel, serum, and how do they differ from just regular serums? So I think the ingredients that are present in an eye-specific product that might not be in your general face product tends to be things that address puffiness around the eyes. So that tends to be ingredients like caffeine. If you are someone who does wake up in the morning with puffy eyes or, you know, you're going to an event and you've already had a big night the night before and you Mm -hmm. want to decrease puffiness of the eyes, obviously you can do that in other ways. But using a product containing caffeine will be really helpful. If you are really sensitive, but you want to carefully introduce a retinoid or an AHA because you've got quite a lot of textural change and you're 
lost a lot of volume under the eye area, then there's nothing wrong with going and getting an eye-specific product that's got lower concentrations of those things. But, you know, normally you can access that in a, a standard face cream, in my opinion. Mm. So interesting. I am using an eye cream because I just automatically think, oh, if it's an eye cream with retinol, it's not going to irritate my under eye. Do you think that I'm being too cautious? Oh, look, not at all. And I think the thing is, it's, you know, if you enjoy using a specific product and you've got the time, then why not? But Mm -hmm. I just think you don't have to. And you're quite right. Like of all the things that might cause problems around your eyes, retinoids and vitamin C are the biggies. Mm. So, you know, if you've got an eye specific retinoid that's really, really low concentration, that's quite a good way to introduce retinoids in the eye area. And perhaps if you're tolerating it really well in due course, course, you might be able to use your facial retinoid in the eye area. Mm. Save yourself some money. So there's eye creams, serums and gels, which is more suitable for different skin types or concerns? Particularly if your skin's like you've got fine lines and the skin looks a bit dehydrated, then probably, and particularly in older people, people with my age group, you know, 40s and moving into the 50s and onwards, you're going to want to look at a cream because there's a little bit more oil in the preparation and you're going to get that really lovely hydration. So using an eye cream will actually temporarily improve fine lines because it'll plump up the skin temporarily. So dryness, fine lines, textural change, go for a cream. If you then decide to use a serum or a gel, that's really down to personal preference. So if you're someone who has quite oily skin, and some people are quite oily around the eye area because we have lots of sebaceous glands around there, then you might be better off using a serum and then just patting a very light moisturizer over the serum. But we're fed this information that you have to use a serum because that's a better way to deliver all your really potent ingredients. That's really not true. It's more about, you know, using the right ingredients for a concern and the right concentration. So if you've sort of got no specific concerns, but you just want to use an eye cream, then it's about what you like the feel of better. But younger, those with younger skin might just prefer to use a serum or a gel. If you're a little bit sensitive, if you're someone like you, Matt, and you like to rub your eyes a lot, then you'll find a gel will be quite soothing in that area. Mm-hmm. And what ingredients should we look for if you're after a brightening effect for the under eye area? Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, there's so much on offer now. The first thing when we think about the like brightening, especially if we're trying to address pigmentation, is you want to be gentle and not cause irritation because we know that causing like inflammation will make pigmentation worse. You'll end up with post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So for brightening, I would prefer to use things that are also gentle but effective. So niacinamide or vitamin B3 is really fabulous. I would choose myself astaxanthin over vitamin C because they do the same things in the skin, but astaxanthin is far less likely to cause irritation. And then green tea, licorice root, resveratrol are all really good because they're anti-pigment kind of ingredients, but they're gentle and anti-inflammatory. Bacuchiol is a really good choice because part of the brightening is also making a bit more collagen. So you kind of camouflage the dark circle. So bacuchiol is less likely than a retinol to cause irritation but it'll still stimulate new collagen and help deal with the pigment and if you've got really really 
significant pigmentation around the eye and you want to brighten, then you could use a really low concentration of an AHA like lactic or kojic acid. Or even the newer ingredients, the polyhydroxy acids like gluconolactone, they're also really good in the eye area for brightening. And an SPF, of course. Sorry, I should say that. (laughs) That's a given with this audience, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's eye creams, serums and gels. Is there still an order as to when you should put on your eye products after or before or after your other products or will it depend on what type of eye product you're using? Yes, the latter. So yeah. if you're using, I always say sort of go lightest to heaviest. So if you're using a serum or a gel, they should go on before your moisturizer. If you're using a whole lot of things, you would go serum, then gel, then moisturizer. If you're using a standard eye cream, you probably won't need a moisturizer as well. Serums should always be the first thing to go on the skin if you're using them. I did want to know with the under eye area, like I've definitely had some irritation from bringing some products too far. What's that actually caused? by? Why is the under eye more sensitive than the rest of the face? Look, it's probably because the thickness of the epidermis is so little. It's so thin compared to the rest of our face. And so I guess it's much easier to disrupt the skin barrier there and also to turn on the immune system, mostly in our dermis, but there's not much distance between the top of the epidermis and the dermis in the eye area. So I think it's just that really thin nature of the skin there. And if someone, like I'm just thinking for myself, I like the idea of just using the serums that I'm using on my face. If you are yes. having a little bit of irritation, would you sort of only bring the serums up under your eyes X number of days per week? Is that something that would help? Or would you really recommend, as you said, you know, mixing it in with a moisturizer to dilute it? I think it's a really good idea to titrate it up. So it'd be a, I always think it's a good idea to perhaps introduce like a serum, perhaps for the rest of your face twice weekly and then build it up to second nightly. And if you're tolerating it well, you could then go up to nightly just so you're going really gently. You know, if your ingredients are in separate products, then in the eye area, I'd probably introduce, you know, only one or two new ingredients at a time. And if you're using a product that's got numerous different ingredients in it, yeah, I'd just go very slowly. So every third night and then every second night and then nightly, just so you give the skin a chance to become a bit more robust and get used to all the actors. I have a particular question with my eyes where I don't even know, how would you explain it? Like it's not like a bag, it's like a sunken... I have the same. It's aging. Yeah, but is it... it can, <laughs> Am I right? Can a cream fix it? <laughs> no. So you are like I'm just, yeah. this, I'm doomed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So part of it's genetic. So that, yeah. you know, the medial part of the face closer to the nose is where we tend to lose volume from aging as Hannah says it's more obvious because there's less fat in our fat pads to lose there that volume loss is yeah partly genetics partly due to sun exposure we know like we studied that here in Australia and also if you lose a whole lot of weight unfortunately you know if we lose weight or significant amounts of weight it does come out of our face quite significantly and those what we call periorbital fat pads that you know, make a baby's skin look gorgeous and plump, they very quickly depleted as an adult in our sort of 30s onwards. 
you will get a little bit of, you know, you may see, if you just got very early changes, you might see some improvement from skincare that will stimulate new collagen production, but you're probably mm. looking at having a procedure, like a fractionated procedure that will stimulate new collagen. So fractionated radiofrequency or fractionated lasers to really plump up the collagen and elastin there. I can't notice. All right, so be it. I can't notice. <laughs> but I notice on my I know what you mean because yeah. I've noticed on myself. Like yeah. you look at old photos front on mm-hmm. and you can just see that your under eyes losing that. Yeah, I think I think volume. The, that's a perfect example of like you would imagine when someone's lost a lot of weight. Like yeah. you can really picture that. Like yeah. you really get sunken in that area. Yeah. And I yes. I just like that permanently. <laughs> the other thing is seeing an expert injector in dermal fillers look you have to be so careful with injecting the tear trough that's the area that you're talking about Matt. but yeah a lot of the time the fat pads are all kind of connected around the eye and sometimes actually just replacing lost volume more in the cheek over the cheekbone sometimes just replacing the lost volume around there really improves and we can sometimes milk the fillers over from <laughs> the outside a of the there's, face there's, something, <laughs> there's something that we can do live on camera matthew <laughs> cheek filler <Yeah. laughs> no no uh, well thank you dr Catherine armor it's been lovely to talk to you yeah nice to chat to you guys too thanks so much for having me it's now your your product. Oh, yeah, let's get mine out of the way. Yeah. Not the product. Everyone's been on the edge of their seat oh all episode God. waiting for this. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to talk about this? As if, oh, yeah, because, again, like, we definitely need to specify this. If uh, We should have done this at the top. I am not a skincare expert. I'm nowhere Neither near. Neither am I. Yes, you are. No. Yes, you are. You've hosted Beauty IQ for like four <laughs> years. <laughs> I know a little bit. You know your stuff. I don't. You listened to every episode for like two years. Did you not retain any of that information? I feel like I didn't. I feel like the <laughs> same thing with true crime, which I think is a good thing because yeah. thank God. So you can sleep. Yeah. 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 Oh, so you don't know how to wield a knife. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to hide a body. <laughs> I feel like both with Beauty IQ and Australian True Crime, I can do it when I'm editing it and then I, I kind of just forget it. You have it. to let it. Yeah. yeah, I think I have to. Too traumatic. Way too traumatic. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> also, can I mention as well, there was like a moment when I just started Australian True Crime, but I was still doing a bit of Beauty IQ editing. There was like a Ooh, bit of a crossover. Yeah. And that was like the biggest mental whiplash yeah. ever. Like, I'd like be editing you and Joe talking about anus add ons or yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. And then something awful in yeah. Australian True Crime. But my product. It is the Viviology Niacinamide Plus HA Serum. What's HA stand for? Hyaluronic acid. Yeah, so you still know a little bit. (laughs) What do you love about it? Well, I think, okay, because as I was saying before, I haven't stuck to like a hectic skincare routine. I'm just doing the cleansing and the SPF. Sometimes I'll moisturize if Eddie's got some, but for the most part, if I just want something extra, because what I want is if I'm going to be using something that's a bit more like targeted like this, I think I want to see something immediate. Like I want to actually see what it's doing to my skin in that moment, like not playing the long game. Like Mm -hmm. I want to see what it's doing. And I was under the assumption that it was a nice cinnamide, but I think it might be the hyaluronic acid because it's like the glowiness, right? Like the shininess. Yeah. So that hyaluronic is probably giving you the instant plump effect. Yeah. 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 But then I find niacinamide works really quickly. 
But what's that supposed to do? Is, isn't that like kind of... It's just a good all-rounder. Like for me, I find niacinamide reduces the appearance of pores. Mm. I find that it regulates oil production, really good for the skin barrier, healthy skin barrier. It's like lots of things that it does. So yeah. It's just an all-rounder. So I think that's good like peace of mind to know that's happening in the background. Mm. But the hyaluronic acid is such a good thing to be attached to it as well. Yeah. I think it's a multi hyaluronic acid. Does that make Multiple sense? weights of hyaluronic acid maybe? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think this one's really good because it is affordable. It's in a really affordable price range. That serum's under $50 yeah, mark. Yeah, I think yeah, I think this is like, under 60. It's definitely under 50. And it's our boy James Vivian, friend of the podcast, yeah. Beauty IQ family. Yeah. So he's supporting James Vivian totally. as, as we all should. <laughs> but yeah, super cheap. I don't know if it's and- super cheap by like boy standards maybe who buy like $15 yeah, moisturizers from Yeah, but I feel like Chemist Warehouse. If we're doing boy standards, I don't think anyone's really buying niacinamide or hyaluronic acid. My boyfriend uses hyaluronic acid. He loves it. Okay, He's gone you're... through two bottles of Estee Lauder Advanced Night Repair, which is $150 a bottle. But the Canadian doesn't count because <laughs> he's dating you. It doesn't <laughs> he, count. Yeah, but he loves it. He loves that serum. Oh, yeah. Is he stealing oh, it? Oh, yeah. Does he steal no, yours? I, I gave him two bottles mm. that were mine and he used both. Like, mm. yeah, he loves that serum. Something else I will comment, though, about this product is a kind of also reason as to why I didn't really want to bring it in. And I don't know if it's just me, but it kind of looks gross now. <laughs> like, because if any of the product sticks to, like, the bottle, does this happen to your products? It, it gets, like, a weird discoloring and it kind of looks a bit crusty. Maybe I've just had it for, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs> the, the serums only last for a year, so maybe yeah. it's time. Maybe it's time. Maybe you got to dump it. Yeah. Yeah. Mine today, I've got a few. I'm gonna. What am I going to choose? Maybe I'll choose it. Uh, I'm going to go affordable. Nice. As well. So today I'm going to talk about the CeraVe Blemish Control Gel. So I actually wrote a Beauty IQ article on this. They've basically got this new blemish control range. There's a cleanser and there's also the gel. So I find sometimes with pimple products, this is for pimples, breakouts. What I find is like it'll sometimes really dry out the skin, like because you're using like quite harsh acids, usually AHAs and BHAs, particularly salicylic acid. So it'll kind of like sometimes dry out the skin, particularly like if you're spot treating with like a really high strength salicylic acid. This one actually... CeraVe is known for their ceramides and for like being really hydrating, but also protecting the skin barrier. And so what I found with this one with breakouts is you can actually put it, like I usually get breakouts around the chin. What you can do is you can really use it all over the chin and you'll still wake up the next morning and you'll still feel hydrated. So is this an overnight thing? It's just a serum-y type of thing. It's a gel. So you put that on clean skin, you cleanse, and you put it over wherever you're getting your breakouts. And then so I would put it on at night and then wake up. And because of the ceramides, it like gives you this like big drink of hydration, but then it's also got the salicylic acid. It's got glycolic and lactic acid as well. And I think it's got 2% salicylic acid. So it's got all those ingredients that help with breakouts, but then it's got ceramides. So it'll just like give back to the skin. And it's affordable. I love CeraVe. Have you used CeraVe? That's a good brand for you to try. How come? It's affordable. Okay. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. They're nice on the skin. Mm-hmm. Uncomplicated. Okay. Very hydrating. Good for the skin barrier. I don't know. I just think you'd quite like it. So I love their moisturizers. Amazing. They're like $16 body moisturizer. It's so good. It's not intimidating. Yeah. 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 I have a question for you. Okay. Are you into basketball? 
Mm. It's a running thing on this podcast is basketball. I know, but I'm just concerned that is it like a weighted question? Like if I say yes, does that mean something? Okay. Have you seen The Last Dance on Netflix? Yeah. Okay. I've watched it. I'm up to watching it a third time. Are you a real basketball head now? I love basketball now. Obsessed. How did that happen? It was I a from that docker. I know so many players. Like, I, I reckon you could quiz me on players and I might know about them. Okay, well, who's the new goat? Nikola Jokic. Wow. Go I on, any more? Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you even know if that's true? <laughs> he just, he's, listen, he's with the Denver Nuggets and they just won the NBA finals. Oh, good on them. Yeah. And it was so funny. He was sitting at, like, his press conference and they're like, you know, they do the big yeah, ceremony yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I have to go home. <laughs> like, yes, he's so funny. It's really funny. <laughs> I like that guy. Who, who's the guy that has the funny laugh? Kawhi Leonard or something? I don't know. Who oh, that is. See, no, do you want to test me some others? Mm, how many points do you get if you shoot it from far away? Three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy one. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Are you going to incorporate this into the podcast? Are you going to have like a little b-ball minute, a I ball break? Come, okay, so what breakers. happened was my boyfriend might get all of his YouTube algorithm basketball stuff. And oh, yeah. then I became obsessed with the TNT show with Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, who are so funny, Shaq and Chuck. Oh, yeah. But there's also <laughs> some other guy that wears a cowboy hat. Do you know the one I'm talking about? And he, he gets really mad at people who he, he has like really intense opinions. He like talked about some player and he's just like, he is the most selfish not player, person <laughs> to have ever lived. <laughs> but I love this show, this Inside the NBA. Okay. So I get a lot of YouTube shorts mm. of that. What else? I watched The Redeem Team, which is about the bas- Olympic basketball team. So wait, what was the spark? What was the first thing? <sighs> the what Last Dance. Yeah. Okay. The Michael Jordan, Jordan documentary yeah. was... So good. Amazing. How good was it? The only thing I really remember, like, properly from it is when they were talking about how I'm probably showing it, but I don't really know too much about basketball, but I watched that doco as well. And it was, like, at the end of some game and everyone thought it was going to be Michael Jordan that went for the shot, but then he passed it to some other guy. John Paxton. Yep. And then they're like, that's the day you got your wings. (laughs) Do I know that? This might have been Steve Kerr, one of the two. Okay. I literally know so much. I'm, like, embarrassed how much I know now. Did you watch Hustle? Yep, loved. Amazing. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah, watched it. (laughs) There's a new... Oh, and I watched the one about Giannis. So him and his brother were brought up in Greece. They were immigrants in Greece. Have you seen that one? No. Amazing story. Incredible. I can't remember the name. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot. There's a new one on Netflix I'm going to watch. You should start a basketball podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, sorry, guys. This is meant to be a beauty podcast. I just turned... We've been talking a lot about basketball. All right, well... That was fun. I'll see you next week. week. (laughs) Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.